Hello there, this is Mark Bauerlein with another conversation. Before we get to it, a word about one of our sponsors. You may have seen a recent article in InsideHigherEd.com that began, Wyoming Catholic College has a lot of unusual things about it, each enough to merit a story in itself. Wyoming Catholic is a conservative Catholic college that educates students in the great books and Catholic tradition. It also teaches horsemanship and bans cell phones on campus. I love that. And it turned down federal funding. President Glenn Arbery describes the mission this way. This college is engaged in deep ways with the agony of a culture that has lost its spiritual center. We're adventurous and poetic and deeply Catholic. He likes to cite Dostoevsky in crime and punishment. Low ceilings are bad for the soul. The ceilings rise at Wyoming Catholic, which is located in the foothills of the Wind River Mountains, the curriculum centers in the Western tradition. Its Catholic identity builds upon Thomas Aquinas and the magisterium of the Catholic Church and engaging with God in the wilderness. Find out more at wyomingcatholic.edu. David Horowitz is with us today. His life story is well told in a notable memoir, Radical Son, which recounts his early life on the left and turned to the right in the 70s and 80s. He was with, the la- with us last year to discuss another book. For the last 20-plus years, he's been one of the leading conservative intellectuals, activists in the United States. His latest book is entitled The Enemy Within, How a Totalitarian Movement is Destroying America. Welcome, Mr. Horowitz. Thank you, Mark. Now, let me begin because some, some of our our listeners may find that the language of the title is strong. And this is something that has been uh, dogging you, actually, for, for a few decades. Uh, the number of sort of maybe conventional conservatives, establishment Republicans who have found your, your, your language too a little too provocative, too extreme. Do you find that your characterization of the left in America as much more aggressive and destructive than people normally think is becoming more widely accepted on the right. Absolutely. I mean, that's the one hope. Look, uh, we're in a domestic war. I think everybody understands that now. Um, the, the division is as deep as the Civil War was. We have a Democrat party that's a racist party. Uh, and that is systematically dismantling the American political system. Uh, The attack on the Supreme Court, if they stack the Supreme Court, they've destroyed the linchpin of the checks and balances system. Uh, No longer will we have an independent judiciary that can tell legislators that they can't make this or that law in this or that way because it's unconstitutional. Um, They... Uh, have blown up our southern border in the midst of a global pandemic. So they were let in an estimated 100,000 COVID carriers. Um, uh, I mean, it's really hard to describe the damage that they've done. They want to abolish the Electoral College, which was a device in the Constitution. You can't really abolish it without amending the Constitution. which forces presidential candidates to compete in battleground states where they don't have an inbuilt majority the way the Democrats do in California and New York. So it forces forces them to compromise their positions. Um, instead, we we have a you know you know what percentage of the vote 
Biden won by? 0.027%, the narrowest margin in our, our history. And they're carrying out a unilateral uh, agenda that's radical and they're just running roughshod over the whole system that we have in place. So, David, let me get a little more historical here and ask you the question. You mentioned that the left is really pushing a domestic war in the United States. Why is it that the Republicans, conservatives, didn't seem to see this coming? It's characterological. You know, conservatives are living let live. Um, and they're just very slow to see the threat. You can't win this war. You can't even compete with liars like Biden, vicious liars, when they're calling you uh, white supremacists, racists, insurrectionists, traitors, and you're calling them liberals. They're not liberals. They're vindictive bigots. The problem is their aggressive moves to demonize and suppress anybody who disagrees with them. Uh, the problem, for example, with their Equality Act is not tolerance for transgender people. It's for imposing on religious hospitals, Catholic hospitals, for example, they would have to agree uh, under the law to perform mastectomies on 14-year-olds. Uh, you can't even protect children uh, under, under their aggressions. They would have to perform abortions. The most basic right we have is the freedom of religious conscience. That's how the country was founded. That's the First Amendment. Then just want to abolish it. As they, we have a fascist regime, Mark, in process. Look at the way they treat January 6th. Now, unlike the 220 cities that were attacked by Black Lives Matter and Antifa with the support of the Democrat Party, who burn buildings, burn federal buildings, tried to burn a federal building recently with people inside it, uh, caused billions of dollars in damage and killed scores of people. The January 6th demonstration inside the Capitol did not set fire to the Capitol. Everybody who died, there were mainly people who died of natural causes, people with bad hearts, who shouldn't have put themselves into a, a situation like that. There were, there, it was called an armed insurrection by Democrat liars when there was not a single arm confiscated. And a woman was murdered by a Capitol Police officer, Ashley Babbitt, a 14-year Air Force veteran. And she, it was filmed, the murder was filmed. She was unarmed, she wasn't menacing anybody. Um, they arrested, the journalist is in jail. Actually, there are people from um, who were there on, on January 6th who were in jail without bail and talk about fascist tactics. Nancy Pelosi is protecting, we don't know the identity of the Capitol Police officer who murdered Ashley 
and there aren't going to be any charges against them by this corrupt Justice Department that's run by Kristen Clark, who's a Farrakhan racist. You know, she's pursuing, for example, civil rights cases against the other officers in the Chauvin case. One of them is black, another is Asian. This is just, it's unconscionable what's going on. I'm, a, I'm actually a moderate person, but you know, I can't watch the Democrats carry on these aggressions against, uh, against our system of government. Well, what are Republicans doing? How are Republicans responding to this? Slowly. I, I, the only Republican I know is called a Democrat or racist. When they're all racist, they're crying out tears. When you have to not have eyes to see that they're racist. Everything is about race, including these false accusations of threats from white supremacists. You know, the only, the biggest supremacist, racial supremacist organization in America is black. It's, it's Farrakhan and the Nation of Islam. They have 50,000 members. The Ku Klux Klan has 3,000, and they're practically invisible. All right, David, here's a question. Why did the old left was about class, about the workers? Why is the current left? Well, when did this shift from class to race happen? Oh, because Marx was a crackpot, and he was, the, the reason it's, cultural Marxism now, the reason it's about race and gender is because the proletariat never behaved the way, you know, Marx was a crackpot. Uh, and everything he said that was important was wrong. Uh, but of course, our universities have been turned over to Marxists. Uh, so, you know, people don't learn. I mean, it's it's tragic what's happened in this country. The The kind of leftists that we see, these blithering idiots like Patrice Colores, the head of Black Lives Matter, low-level racist, low-grade Marxist. When I was editing the largest magazine of the New Left, Ramparts, I wouldn't let people like that write for it. And that's what characterized, you know, all these people in Congress, the AOCs, she's an idiot. I mean, it's just, it's terrible. It's not like you're, you know, there are intelligent Marxists, even if they're but yeah. these people aren't even intelligent. Well, what is the value or the advantage of the term systemic racism as opposed to individual acts of racism? What, why, why talk about systemic racism now? Because they hate America. They wanted to, the attack isn't on. It's not on white people. It's on America. It's on the founders. I mean, the New York Times, this disgraceful rag, has you know, launched the 1619 Project, which is now being taught in thousands of uh, public schools that our founding was in 1776, uh, which declared that all people are equal and have a God-given right to liberty, which is why the slaves were freed. They were enslaved by black Africans and sold at slave auctions, and they were freed by the white people. That, that's our true heritage. 
white people gave 350,000 union lives to free the slaves in the life of, of a president. But they want to obliterate that and make the founding 1619 when allegedly 20 African slaves were shipped to Virginia. The problem with that narrative, aside from the fact that it's completely bogus, that those were English colonies. It was before our revolution. Um, is that Virginia, the Virginia colony outlawed slavery at that time. They were indentured servants like the majority of the white labor force. Uh, you know, and it, historical facts don't matter to these people, but the agenda, this is what fascists do, or communists, whatever you want to call them. They rewrite the history. You know, it's all in Orwell. Who controls the present controls the past. Who controls the past controls the future. Why has corporate America adopted Black Lives Matter so strongly? Because they're, they're scared. Because they... What does the left do? It threatens, you know, the, the corporate thing started with Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton, two race hustlers who, who practiced this extortion. They went to companies and said, you know, give us $10 million. By the way, I was told this about by Bob Bickle, who witnessed it, but there's books on it. They go you know, fork over $10 million or we're going to call you racist and boycott your company. So, you know, they've been with the wind there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you, you turn in your book at, at one point to the Kavanaugh, the Justice Kavanaugh hearing, Judge Kavanaugh hearings at the time, I should say. Was the behavior of Democrat senators in those hearings the worst you've ever experienced, you've ever seen? First of all, They've all met on the steps of the Supreme Court in advance of the hearings, the whole judiciary, all the Democrats in the Judiciary Committee, and swore that they were going to make sure that Kavanaugh wasn't elected, what wasn't confirmed. So the whole the hearing was a charade. Then Linda Sarsour, a Jew-hating leader of the Women's March and pro-terrorist, held insurrections inside judiciary hearings. They did it, you know, much worse than what the uh, January 6th demonstrators did. They, their purpose was to obstruct the hearings, uh, you know, and they shouted, women rise up and all kinds of nonsense like that. And uh, they had to be arrested every single day of the hearings. Um, the Democrats on the committee call that democracy in action. You know, there's plenty of spaces for free speech, but when you do it inside a Senate hearing room with the purpose of obstructing it, it's no longer just free speech. It's obstruction. And if you like the word insurrection. You, you, you say that the left has adopted character assassination as a standard political tactic. Yeah, that's uh, their cancel culture. Yeah, is, is, that a, is that a new thing in this country, or was the left always practicing this if you the go back? always, always. Hey, hey, LBJ, how many kids did you kill today? That's the left. It's always been the language of the left. 
It was the language of the old Communist Party as well. It's uh, it's intimidating. Well, it is. And you know, since you're a literary person, Mark, um, okay, so they banned Dr. Seuss. But we call it cancel culture. Like, uh, you know, it's like a check was laid next to so you crossed out something. It's book burning. It's what the Nazis did. The difference is we have a a digital universe today. So you can't burn the internet. You have to block access to the book on the internet. But it's book burning. That tells you exactly who they, did, did I see a Democrat standing up and opposing this? Did I see the crucifixion of Kavanaugh being protested by any Democrat? Uh, um, no, but... You know, it's outrageous that an event that allegedly happened 37 years in the past between high school students at a party where alcohol was present and no real sex was involved should be the focus of a confirmation hearing for a Supreme Court justice. But the weak-kneed Republicans, they, they didn't even have the guts to question this liar. Blasey Ford, Christina Ford, who lied through her teeth. I mean, it, um, they, they had to hire a female prosecutor to do, <laughs> to do the questioning. You know, David, I would say that that situation was the result of 40, 50 years of cultural preparation, right? You, uh, you use the schools, you use the entertainment industry, uh, the culture sphere, the museums, in order to create a setup in which people have certain identities or characterological conditions in advance. And, and the Republicans simply were, were responding to what they think is, is sort of an established state of affairs with certain, certain yeah, people or victims. Yeah, they bow down to it. They just have no... They have no, no, courage, no courage there. David, didn't the election of Donald Trump teach them that political incorrectness could be a winning hand? Some of them, but the horrendous campaign and worthy of a, you know, a Stalinist government tarred and feathered Trump from the, from the get-go. You know, for 30 years, Trump was a very famous figure in America. Everybody knew who Donald Trump was. Nobody ever introduced him. This is Donald Trump, the host of The Apprentice and a white supremacist or a white nationalist. That only happened when he ran against Democrats. And I mean, what they did to, to Trump is absolutely disgusting. And, you know, and it, it persists. And it, it was what I call a, a I, at the time I said that the Democrats have seceded from the union here. We have a, we have a, uh, a country that is based on political compromise. So every time there's a new president like uh, Barack Obama, who was brought up by communists the way I was and never left the communist movement, um, when he came in, he had a honeymoon. There's a presidential honeymoon where you let the guy get his, his uh, appointments in place, you let him lay out his legislative agenda, and then you resume, uh, you know, the, the competition as a loyal opposition. 
The Democrats didn't give Trump seven seconds. They were defaming him and slandering him as a white supremacist from the get-go. And they're absolutely without a shred of evidence, all by twisting comments he may have made or made. I mean, it's utterly absurd. You know, Trump got Alice Johnson out of jail where she was there for 21 years for uh, nonviolent crimes to the grandmother. Uh, and, and Obama let her rot in jail. Trump got her out. Trump, you know, I, the, all these things that Trump pioneered in helping black America. Um, yeah, and he was portrayed, he's still portrayed as a racist. Let's pause for a moment for what I believe is one of the best schools of higher learning in the country, the University of Dallas, the premier Catholic liberal arts university in Texas. With campuses in Irving, Texas, and Rome, Italy, UD offers a rigorous and exciting core curriculum that sets it apart, an education rooted in the great works of Catholic and Western tradition, an education that ennobles and enables students in their pursuit of wisdom, truth, and virtue. Fidelity to man requires fidelity to the truth, which alone is the guarantee of freedom and of the possibility of integral human development. Those are the words of Pope Benedict, quoted at the University of Dallas, and guiding educators in all the departments of the university. Undergraduate, graduate, and certificate programs are available. Start your college odyssey at the University of Dallas today. Go to udallas.edu to learn more. You've got a, a long section in the book on the Southern Poverty Law Center. What was your experience with that organization? Oh, it is a, uh, it's a blacklist organization, and it just lies. I mean, it has me portrayed as uh, the godfather of the anti-Muslim movement in America. <laughs> I've written, I've, I've written whole books. Uh, I, I wrote a book called The Unholy Alliance, Radical Islam and the American Left. I wrote a book called Islamofascism uh, and the War Against the Jews. There's not a set, and I'm on the internet in, uh, in prom, you know, certainly scores of hours of speeches on college campuses. And I couldn't find one sentence of mine that could be described as anti-Muslim. And in fact, it's a feature of my speeches to say that the majority of Muslims are law-abiding people who, like most people, are concerned about keeping their kids out of trouble and putting food on the table. Um, and I've done this in front of audiences that, you know, that can, where Muslims have come to, not Muslims, leftists have come to protest my speeches, but they couldn't find, there's no speech. They call me anti-black. I've written three books about race. All of them overtly, clearly, and inescapably based on Martin Luther King's vision of a, of a colorblind society. Of course, colorblind to the racist on the left. Uh, Martin Luther King is a racist. And, it's, a, it's unreal what's happened. When we look at the Democratic Party and, and how the, the radicals have taken over, do you find it a bizarre situation that our country is being led by people so eager to denounce 
the country that they are leading that elected them? Is this is this strange? Of course. Well, what would that, you know, if you have a smooth liar like Biden, uh, you know, he talked about America. He didn't use the phrase America first, but it was all about America, this, America, that, everything that Trump stood for. He, he just lies, that, that, you know, and when he moves his lips, unity, talks about unity, which is such a sick joke. The Democrats with a one-vote majority in the Congress I'm pushing through without any Republican support, deliberately excluding Republicans. Uh, you have an infrastructure bill that's 6% about infrastructure and the rest about communism. Uh, six, you know, that's designed to keep Republicans from supporting it. Otherwise, you would break what you want into several bills. And you, if, you, if you think child care is important, you should put it up as a bill. Um, and let people take size on it. But when you hide everything by calling it infrastructure, COVID relief, which wasn't about COVID relief, it's the same problem. Uh, you know, and when you call something the For the People Act, when it's designed to outlaw voter IDs to make cheating as easy as possible, um, you're a totalitarian party. And why do I say totalitarian? It's because their cultural Marxist ideology covers everything, including the pronouns. There's not an aspect of private life that they haven't politicized. That's what totalitarians do. Where is this going? Where is it going to end? What do you see as the outcome for all of this, uh, the woke revolution in the coming years? Since the conservatives just closed the blind, you know, their eyes as the left took over the universities and the schools um, and the, all our cultural institutions, uh, you know, it's, it's very hard to imagine a positive outcome. However, the, you know, the, the good news, so to speak, is that patriotic Americans haven't begun to fight that Trump created the first conservative mass movement in the history of the country. Um, it's, you know, there's 75 million people, according to the fake election results, um, that voted for Trump. And if those people find out, as they are now, and the protests are beginning, uh, what goes on in the schools where they're teaching white kindergartners, the, the white ones, that they're oppressors and racists uh, and all the kids uh, that they can choose whether to be boys or girls is just a matter of their will. Um, if they organize and start behaving a little bit more like leftists, like they should be sit-ins at school board meetings, they should be harassing teachers that are indoctrinating kids and not teaching them what America is actually about. Um, if, if, if the right will actually fight, uh, it can win. This is not Weimar Germany. Americans are independent. They have an in, innate distrust of government, a healthy one. 
Um, and, uh, you know, uh, when they react, they're going to react big time. So I'm, I'm sort of optimistic about that. Do, do you see any, do you see any violence coming? Oh, absolutely. I'm actually grateful that there hasn't been a reaction to the global leftist violence that there's been, you know, there's a few cases, but look at the way they're trying to hang this kid, Kyle. What's his name? Rittenhouse. Rittenhouse, yeah. But there's video of him. They're about to kill him. You know, and he, he shot these bastards who, who deserved it. They would have killed him. Um, but he's in jail and, uh, you know, they're gunning for him the way... I, I just read that if the Chauvin trial had, had uh, voted for acquittal... Oh. Uh, or, or just manslaughter. The Justice Department had a plan to arrest him on the spot and charge him with whatever civil rights violations or something. It's just it's gross. It's, it's, you know, Maxine Water going in and saying we want a guilty, guilty, guilty. You know, and the, the murder charge is ridiculous. Second degree murder. I'm assuming he's got an appeal coming. Well, he has an appeal. Well, of course, how could he possibly have had a fair trial when they were threatening jurors and witnesses and threatening to blow up cities again? And you had the White House, you had the president of the United States wishing for a right verdict. We'll have you when that other book comes out. But for, let, let, let's wrap up here. The book is The Enemy Within, How a Totalitarian Movement is Destroying America. David Horowitz, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Mark. And thank you for listening to our conversation, which has been supported by Wyoming Catholic College, which combines great books, the Catholic tradition, and the great outdoors of the American West into an extraordinary education. Go to wyomingcatholic.edu or contact the admissions office at 877-332-2930.